G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You don't have to look far, do you, to recognise that there's a number of different attitude varieties you find within the Christian community. And some people who are saying these times are getting dark, we'd better batten down the hatches and let it all pass by. Others are saying, these times are dark, we'd better light a candle rather than curse the darkness. Well, Bill Muhlenberg, Christian cultural commentator, has been reflecting on one of those Old Testament stories. Josiah, who was known as the Boy King, who came across the books of the law, hidden away, and decided that he would do something against the darkness of the culture that he was under of that day. Bill's been reflecting on these, and Bill is back with us once again. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Bill, you've been reflecting on some lessons from Josiah, and for those sorts of things that are similar to our day, I imagine that some seeing a growing darkness, you could align that a little with what was going on in Josiah's day. Yeah, quite so. Um you know, all of Scripture is there for our edification, for our help and encouragement. So uh, to get uh, what's happening in Josiah's time is, uh, well, it's quite timely indeed. In fact, I had read this a little while ago, and I was, again, impressed with what happened under his rule. So I thought, oh, I'll have to write an article on this one day, and I did finally, and uh, kind of by accident, I ended up getting seven lessons that we can clearly take from this book. So yeah, we can speak to some, and certainly the idea of living in dark times is no uh, reason to just kind of give up or you know put our hands up in the air and think God's left us. Uh, Josiah, for those who know, the king of Judah in the south, uh, very dark times. His grandfather was one of the worst kings we read about, Manasseh, and him and his son had really a 50-year reign of evil, idolatry, sin. So sadly, God said judgment is coming, but out of all this darkness and this kind of dark heritage, Josiah comes along and uh, remarkable reforms take place as a result. Bill, if we're aligning current times, and some will have some difficulty with that, but is it fair enough to, to say simply that if you hide away the books of the law, the books of the Bible, God's revelation about what makes a society function in a harmonious way, then you can only expect that there will be power imbalances and the rise of authoritarianism and those sorts of things. And there are some circumstances we could point to today and we could say, yes, those things are happening. Is that the way you could look at that in a simple way? Well, yeah, that'd be a key part of this. As we said, Manasseh and his son Ammon presumably had you know, nothing to do with the Word of God. Uh, in theory, everybody was supposed to have at least a uh, one 
annual public reading of Scripture to the whole people, but under these two very wicked tyrants, it seems the Word of God was basically forgotten about altogether. So most of your uh, listeners know the story. There were some repairs being undertaken in the temple, and kind of by accident, the uh, book of the law was found, which, well, presumably we think it's probably the book of Deuteronomy. So, of course, uh, it's found, it's given to King Josiah, he reads it, and he thinks, oh, dear me, (laughs) we're in a bad way, we're dead meat. Of course, Deuteronomy contains that section on the curses and the blessings, right? Blessings for obedience, curses for disobedience. Josiah must have read that, and he thought, wow, we've got a lot to make up for here. So he called for public repentance, public renewal. He took really strong action, which is a good lesson as well about what real repentance means. It really means pulling down those idols, uh, quite literally for Josiah, tearing down the altars, the pagan gods, uh, restoring biblical principles, uh, well, restored the Passover and so on. So for him, it was a real, once he discovered the word, uh, it really resulted in action. And uh, certainly for us today, we pray for revival, we pray for renewal. Well, it's got to come from the word and Often our problems are because we've forgotten all about the Word. We've ignored the Word of God. So getting it back and putting it into practice, that's always the first step. So a public reading of the rediscovered books of the law, a reminder of the history of the people and God's dealings with the people, the rise and the fall of kingdoms, uh, whether they were under the blessing or under the curse, if they'd obeyed the things of God, if they had not obeyed the things of God. So the public reading was a very important thing. And then for a leading of public repentance so that there could be a restoration of God's blessing. Yeah, it was a corporate affair. It wasn't just the uh, king repenting, it wasn't just the people, but all together he led them in this. Uh, it was a social movement. Of course, today we live in secular, uh, you know, uh, nations. We don't have uh, godly kings or ungodly. Well, we can have ungodly rulers, but not necessarily Christians, and even if they are, Although even there it's interesting, you look at history, you look at times of great uh, turmoil and calamity, Uh, say Abraham Lincoln would have national public fasting and prayer times, uh, uh, even during Second World War, secular and other leaders would call for a time of fasting and prayer to help beseech God to turn things around. So while we may not be in exactly the same place as Josiah, the point is still there. Uh, People together realized their sin, had a time of repentance, and uh, a real renewal and reformation took place, at least for a limited time. But as we read later, judgment still had to come. Bill, as things are developing today, there are a lot of Christians who follow those things that are to come in the last days. And a lot of people have said, well, these times are getting dark. I can see the alignment with that biblical understanding of the end times. So why would we be wasting our time trying to repent and make restoration and pull down the the strongholds of darkness when all these things are supposed to happen? What's your response? 
Yeah, well, that's certainly one of the more important things I kind of discovered when I was writing this. It became my seventh lesson. In fact, I thought it was so important, I ended up writing a second entire article expanding further on that uh, seventh lesson. And I think I called that one something about, oh, but, uh, you know, what's the point? It's too late now kind of thing. You're just wasting your time. I well, I get this often, right? Uh, you want to stand up for what's right, whether abortion or marriage or you name it. And people come along, Christians will come along and say, oh, well, it's the end times or this is the judgment of God or, you know, Dan Andrews is God's instrument of judgment on the wicked people. Well, look, all this could be. But one of the really neat lessons from Josiah is he already knew that uh, judgment was coming. It was promised before him. It was promised, in fact, during his reign. Prophets came along and said, hey, uh, judgment is coming. Judah has just sunk so far that, sorry, there's no turning around. And yet, of course, Josiah is fully praised for what he did. He could have had the attitude, oh, well, judgment's coming, so why bother? What's the point? Why uh, pull down the idols? Why lead the people in repentance and renewal? But he did what was right regardless. And there was a, a period of another 10, 20 years before judgment finally did come. But uh, I thought this was really a key principle in spite of how dark things are, even if we know for sure that God has got judgment around the corner, we still do what's right. And I guess a modern application, again, would be something like, uh, again, the Second World War. Uh, some Christians could have said, well, maybe God is using, you know, Nazis and Hitler to bring about his judgment. Well, maybe, maybe not. But again, God raised up people like Bonhoeffer and others to resist this evil. So I think that's the right response, whether or not we know or are guessing that something is God's express purpose. We do know it's always his purpose and plan that we be salt and light, that we stand up for what's right. So Josiah did this, even knowing that a bit further down the track, uh, sadly, there would be the judgment of God coming on Judah. Some will say, Bill, but surely if revival comes, there would be some sort of change that would happen mm. automatically. And I wonder whether you've got any thoughts on what happens automatically, because I'm assuming that as a life is touched and changed and transformed, uh, that can affect a family. But when you get lots of lives transformed, lots mm. of lives on the same page, then you can affect whole communities, even whole nations. So it does take some determined effort uh, from the people uh, in response to obedience to God. Yeah, well, quite right. Again, what we read in Scripture and in church history does tell us exactly this. Um, so if you read the rest of uh, uh, Second Kings, where this story is found, you'll see that, uh, well, sadly, after Josiah, some bad uh, kings once again came to the throne. And yet for that period that Josiah was around, as we said, maybe a good 20, 25 years, there was reform, widespread reform, and the people seemed to get it, at least for a while. But 
uh, well, again, like in church history as well, we see revival, it affects a community, it affects a whole nation, but as always, revivals don't last forever. Sometimes they begin to wax and wane, the impact is gone. Sometimes you'll see the impact for decades to come, but sometimes it seems almost as quickly as the revival came, it kind of disappeared with the results with it. So, yeah, that's scripture and church history. It, it does a lot of good at the time. But sadly, in a fallen world, they never are permanent in their impact. So I guess we always have to pray, do it again, Lord. Or as we read in the Old Testament, revive us again, Lord. It's, it's a constant prayer, or should be, of God's people, because we keep needing it, because we keep sinking back into the darkness, and uh, we keep needing a new touch from God. Well, let me point listeners to two articles that Bill's making a reference to as we discuss Josiah, the boy king, and the rediscovery of the books of the law, then the public reading and public repentance of the people. A couple of those articles, Lessons from the Life of Josiah, and another one that says, But you're just wasting your time. You might like to read those and absorb some of the great contents at BillMuhlenberg.com or you can simply Google Culture Watch One Word. Bill Muhlenberg, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for sharing those today with us on 2020. Thanks again. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.